Welcome to another meeting of the After School Anime Club. I'm your host, Max Newland, and with me today, as always, are two of my very best friends. She sets her own broken bones and steals parts from friend and foe alike. It's Stevie Matos. I would pass out if I actually ever had to fucking do that. I'd just throw up and die. And he would not hurt a kid and should maybe go with a different career path. It's Max Kostrak. Yeah, there are many children who, you know, sometimes you feel like I would like to do a violence, but you're not, you can't do that. It's very bad. Don't hurt children. Did y'all see the Law and Order clip that's been going around yes. on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listener, if you're if you're not contemporaneous, there's a clip going around on Twitter at the moment of recording of Kyle McLaughlin shooting a child on an episode of Law and Order. It's incredible. Um, I, I had to watch it a couple times to make sure it was real. Yeah. You don't see the kid get shot. You don't see violence. You don't see blood, anything like that. But Kyle McLaughlin straight pulls the trigger on like a fucking 13 year old. <laughs> fucking crazy. The kid did seem like he had bad vibes. I oh, mean, apparently the plot is the child is like extreme, a, is like the most murderer. evil little kid yeah. on the planet, has killed a child, will kill again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. You just wrap them up in duct tape until they're 18. Hey, I thought, I thought we weren't watching Monster yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, anybody who's seen Monster will. Really enjoy that one. This is for all the monster heads out there, and I don't mean the energy drink fans. See, I my brain immediately was like monster. It was like, does he mean monster's ball? You don't. I know you don't. But I thought no, you did. I mean the original. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not so, the not the one with Hall Halle Berry. No, not the one with Halle Berry. <laughs> oh, we have fun. We have fun at Anime Club. Um, and I think we're going to continue having fun because now that we have watched four episodes of Gundam Wing in total, yeah, I we've met a lot of characters. We've mm -hmm. had time to kind of, you know, at least at least say hello to pretty much everyone in the main cast. And once we get to that point, I like to uh, in, I like to bring into a mix a very fun game that I think uh, is it, you know just gets the people buzzing. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh shit, oh Get shit, okay. Up. Here I come. It's called Here Express Shipping. Express Shipping! Fuck! It's back. <laughs> okay. Excellent, this is a good one. I thought of a fun twist we could do here. So um, we're doing three rounds in this game. Okay. In, in express shipping. Uh, the first round, I'll give you two ships from the Gundam Wing fandom, and you have to tell me which one's more popular. Okay. That's pretty normal. In round two, I'll be giving you, uh, I'll be pitting Gundam Wing ships against Sailor Moon skips. They, they have... <laughs> They have All similar right. numbers of, like, total fanfics on AO3, so I thought this would be fun. Okay. And in the last one, what we're doing is uh, which of these media properties has more crossovers in the Gundam Wing category? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, three, okay. three rounds, different game. Yeah, and, um, you know, I'm going to go back to the uh, collaborative nature of our, of our games with this one because I want to give you all some time to, you know, really think about it. Oh, okay. got it. Okay, so we're not buzzing. Okay. So, no, no, no. Cool. We're not buzzing. So this, these may surprise you. So oh, that's shit. why I want to. That's why I want to give you that. We, we've been. Yeah. This, this one's tougher. This one's. Yeah. Uh, we this don't. Is a tough we game. don't do as well with this one as we have. Like even with like the other, uh, the the fan fiction. The ones, other the fan, fan fiction games. games. Yeah, the factor fan uh, fiction. Which makes game this one really very exciting at. for me. Yeah, I am I'm hyped. On the edge of my seat. I am sweaty, but with anticipation. Let's go. So measure, you know, think, think in your mind about these characters that we've met and what they're like and what kind of personalities they have and what the internet thinks of those types of personalities and which ones they like to bang together like Barbie dolls. Um, okay. Keeping that in mind, we're going to start round one, which is just Gundam wing ships. Okay. 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 Here's number one, which has more fix. Duo Maxwell slash Hito Yui or Duo Maxwell slash Troa Barton? <laughs> I would say, I would say Duo Maxwell slash Troa 
Spartan. Granted, give me a reminder. Troa is Troa's the, the guy with the, the hair goes down over his head, over his face. Yeah, okay, okay, over his eye. He's the clown. Troa's the clown. <laughs> kind of Cho's the like the... facts and logic and Actually, numbers guy. No, I take the, that back. This no, is no, tough no, no. for me because based on what we've seen, I'd have to go. Hero I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hero duo. I, to, I actually I, I'm actually walking back my first choice. I actually want to say hero duo one antagonistic, antagonistic <laughs> relationships. People eat that shit up, and they're like, "Oh, you secretly want to fuck like all the time." But also, I really I, I watching, and I'll get into this later. But watching this again, it was like ah, I was correct. Catcher and Troa should have always dated. So I think it's Hero Duo. Yeah, they're like soulmates, those They two. are absolutely. <laughs> yeah, final yeah. answer. I say we go with it. Yeah, Hero Duo. You two are absolutely correct. Yes. Um, yes. Hero Duo is it, it leads by an enormous margin. There are 2,477 fixed tagged Amazing. with that. That is so many. I mean, hey, everybody loves those enemies to lovers fucking trails. Enemies to lovers, super, super great. Yeah. Okay, number two. <laughs> Keto, oh, no. <laughs> Keto slash Troa. Okay. Versus Keto slash Relina. Hmm. Which of these two totally milk toast options do you think people find more exciting? <laughs> I mean, like. I would say hero slash Relina, but I feel like that's like. I I I do want to say that too with the su- like the subtitle of the straights are at it again. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, isn't that just what happens? Am I recalling that correctly? Isn't that just what happens in general? But I mean, I think about like Sailor Moon and um mm-hmm. uh, a Tuxedo Mask fanfics, and they do actually, if I if I recall correctly, if the internet's right at all. If, they actually do just yeah, like, if an existing and Serena actually get together. So mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's an existing relationship and there's some of that tension there already, then I think it's likely that that's capitalized on in the in yeah. the world of fix. It's a it's a pre-established, so you can just write into it. And you've got those people who are like, ah, Hiro should have been more like this, and well, I wanted to see this anyway. So I would say Hiro mm. and Relina because mm. people will want want the relationship to go their own way and they write about it and put it on AO3. <laughs> Final answer. Yeah. That's correct again. The cannon ship hero Relina is the is the winner out of those two. Good job. Yeah. Excellent Good job. logic. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We're like the great philosophers of Eld. <laughs> About anime. Very smart. The great anime philosophers. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever make another anime podcast, that's the name anime of it. Anime philosopher. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we could just watch uh, Bungo Stray Dogs. I mean, isn't that what that is? <laughs> yes. Okay, this next one's going to be pretty easy, I imagine. It's Troa slash Catra versus Troa slash Duo. Troa slash Catra. Troa slash Catra. All day. I'm going to trust Stevie on this because I feel like trust. I haven't spent enough time can with you, these characters. Can you hear my eyes rolling in my yeah, whole voice? I, I, it's Troa yeah, yeah, yeah. slash Catra. Is it obvious that I wrote this list before I watched this episode? <laughs> Because Troa slash Catra is the number two most popular ship. Absolutely. On the Gundam Wing. It has 1,418 works tagged. That's so many. Uh, people love these two guys. That is the yeah. most yoy ass relationship we have seen mm-hmm. the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Man, like, the scene come on. in episode four, we're going to have to talk <laughs> a lot about. Or maybe it's the end of episode three. We're going to have to talk a lot about that. We got to talk about both of their scenes. We got to talk about both of their scenes. They Look, they're in love. They're in love. That's round one. That's that round one over. Round two, we're moving into which of these two is more popular, and we've got uh, Sailor Moon ships thrown in there. Okay. Okay, okay so okay. I've counted up the number of fix in these, uh, the number of works in this tag. Jesus to, Christ. To compare them side by side because they have similar numbers of works, the two, the two okay. things. Okay. Um, let me just pull up my reference. So I we have crushed it. round one. I think we've got. I think we have round two well in hand. We crushed round one. Yeah, we're doing great. We've got momentum behind we, us. We do. We do. Which has more ships, Duo slash Hero, or Usagi slash Mamoru? That's the 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 little man who is tuxedo mask. <laughs> the little man. <laughs> Not the little <laughs> man. <laughs> Not the little man. How dare. Wait, what was the first one that wasn't Usagi? Hero Duo. Duo, uh, duo slash Hero. Yeah. 
Ooh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. this Why is you a need a hard one. one first? This was hard because uh, I would say I would say Usagi and Mamoru. I'm also gonna yeah. I just I feel like Sailor Moon is a more popular anime than Gundam Wing. Like I just feel like somehow Sailor Moon was in the zeitgeist more than Gundam Wing was, and I don't say that to shade Gundam Wing. And I just the, like it's the fact that it's these specific characters too. Because this being, one being, an again, an existing sort of relationship, or at least, you know, um, yeah. built to in the show versus something a little more outside the realm of canon. Yeah. I just, I just feel like Sailor Moon was a far more prolific anime in the West, like over here, than like... Than Gundam mm. Wing was. I don't know. I feel that. But we can't use that yeah, for every like answer. Mm. Let's just go with it. Let's let's throw it I down say let's go and with say it. Usagi. Yeah, let's do that. Newland mm -hmm. hit us. Yeah. Uh, I'll be taking that point. Mm. Mm. Wow. Really? <laughs> wow. We have underestimated Gundam Wing. Yeah, we did. Holy shit. Underestimated Gundam Wing a little bit. That's nuts. Wow. Holy let's fuck. see if you make the same. Now let's see how that makes that affects your decision making going into this one. Number five, it's Jadeite slash Ray Hino versus Hito slash Catra. What? Mm. Um What? Hito slash Catra. What? Mm-hmm. So both of these feel a little rare, right? I feel yeah, like Yeah, this is the battle yeah. of the crack ships, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But one has more than the other. I would say Mm, I would say Hiro Katra. I mostly because like Ray would just unless it's like a Dom sub situation, Ray would just be Jade. Oh, that they, <gasps> there might be a lot of people taking advantage of that. Now, see, you say that you say that as a negative, Stevie. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, actually that actually just shifted me completely. <laughs> wow, why'd y'all get so offended? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shame y'all kinks. My bad. I'm sorry. All kinks are good kinks. Unless you're R. Kelly, then your kink is disgusting. So I'm just like, look, I, your kink is fine. That is an okay kink. Wow, my bad. Go, no, I'm just it. saying, I think that's no, what honey, that makes it Honey, more honey, you yes, like, uh, look, honey, <laughs> I ain't judging you. There's no judgment. There's no I'm judgment. I'm feeling it's very, very judged. <laughs> business you should be giving them their money sex work is work i'm just saying it's true saying. it's so true <laughs> so quit king shaming everybody, everybody. Um, <laughs> but stevie to, to get back to the question at hand i do want to <laughs> throw you some uh expertise here on the gundam wing side do you yeah, feel yeah. like hero catra is more likely here no, I don't. I don't. I think that I, I think that if we're going with people are going to go with enemies to lovers trope, it's Ray and Jadeite because Kiro and Catra are just so diametrically opposed. It doesn't make any fucking sense, and I don't. I don't think that that. I don't think it makes sense. All anyway, right. let's let's do it. Let's then. go with Jadeite and Ray. Yeah, Jadeite and Ray. Good job. Good job. Nice. You got that one. Uh, I knew that one would also be kind of a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's correct. There's hero and catcher. There's nothing there. There's no I chemistry. So. I can't imagine yeah. it. No, I don't even know if they talk to each other the whole time. Uh, somehow <laughs> people wrote. Let me let me pull that up real quickly for you. Somehow people wrote. Um, what the hell? Where is it? I don't know. Okay, it fell off the the list. I guess because it because <laughs> it's how I changed how I was sorting. Never mind. Um, <laughs> that's it for round two. We're gonna we're moving into round three. And so now a reminder. Okay. I'm going to give you two fandoms that have crossover fix in the Gundam Wing section. You have to tell okay. me which one has more works in it. Okay. 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 More works. Okay. okay. So the first one is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> versus those wizard books. Ooh. <laughs> You know, lightning bolt wizard book. You know, my gut says wizard books because I want to say wizard they're books. both kids. Yeah, I would say wizard books. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole lot of fucking Gundam pilots go to wizard school. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you get to ride in a giant robot and you can do magic. Fuck off. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> 
I just think about that first episode when Hiro was in the private school uniform and all of those girls were gagging as he walked by. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta put him been, in a in a blazer big. with an emblem. Okay, he's gotta get sorted. <laughs> I'm just saying, get, he's gotta get, get this boy sorted. Get this boy sorted. Okay, get this boy sorted. I just want to reveal one thing that I could I couldn't find a way to work it in, but when you when you sort by crossovers only on AO3 and then you pull up the top like the top ten ships mm-hmm. yeah. in the Gundam Wing. Yeah. One yeah. one of the ones that cracks the top ten is Sirius Black <laughs> slash Remus Lupin. <laughs> Two characters who are not from Gundam Wing. <laughs> Well, hold on. Maybe in the in the fix are they? Yeah. Get a little bit of both, you know. Two for one. What the fuck? Okay, that's good. Okay, here's number seven. Okay. Which has more works in the Gundam Wing tag, Naruto or Sailor Moon? Oh, I would say Sailor Moon. Yeah, I think I think Sailor Moon is. I a, say Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon yeah. feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels more correct, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh no, that means it, it, it is. It is. It is. Oh, no, it is. Got... It is. It's correct. You guys got. It. I was about to it get worried. I think Naruto's another era. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I feel as though the people who would be writing about those crossovers, they would be watching. They would have watched them at the, when they were airing at the same time. Like they don't air anymore. Well. Not really. They're on Hulu. You know, they're not on like TV, like Naruto was. Now, I was reading Naruto while Gundam Wing was on television, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like oh, it yeah. was, but it wasn't an anime yet. Like Naruto wasn't an anime yet. It was still if, a if you were the type of turbo nerd who was getting Shonen Jump like I yeah, was, they were in Shonen then Jump. Then you though. could be reading Naruto. Oh. Um, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So this is the last one. This is the capstone. Which has more fix okay. in the Gundam Wing crossovers? Yu Yu Hakusho or Stargate Atlantis? <laughs> what? Oh, I, I thought I would the chaos answer and do Stargate, but. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's gotta be Stargate. I feel like that makes the most sense. You know, sense. Stevie, we're so far ahead. Let's treat ourselves and guess we Stargate. We might as well. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. How I wish you were correct. Oh. What? Wouldn't that be funny? It's Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's all right. Oh. I still had fun guessing Stargate. I did too. Do you want to hear something really <laughs> fucking stupid though? So you said Yu Yu Hakusho, and now my brain is remembering what Yu Yu Hakusho was because my brain immediately went Yu Gi Oh, and I was dead ass about to say, "How did Blue Eyes White Dragon fit into the world?" <laughs> you could put anybody in Yu Gi Oh. You could put yeah. Hero Yui and, yeah. and yeah. I've got I've got the whole plot already. Yeah. Gundams get trapped in cards. They have to cards? play them like summons. Yeah. I knew there you it. Go. I knew it. I knew it. Actually, I'm I'm gonna write this. Great. Looking forward That's to ours. reading it. You don't get draft. that fan fiction. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yu Yu Hakusho makes sense. Anyway, we won. <laughs> you two did a wonderful job. You won. Congratulations. Yay! Nice. Our fan fiction instincts continue to avail us. Honestly, yeah. We're getting better We're all good the time. Nerds. We're very good at this. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of you too. And with that, it's time to start talking about. The, the anime that we actually watched today. Yeah. Gundam Wing. Yeah. We treated ourselves to episodes three and four of Gundam Wing, and this is what happened. In episode three, five Gundams confirmed Hero is being studied rather than treated for his still bleeding gunshot wounds. When Relina tries to visit, she gets turned away by the military. Turns out she's not the one they should be worried about. Duo is out and about as well, also because she's a terrible liar. Uh, also because Hero was on his way to breaking out all on his own. The two Gundam pilots leap for their lives and defy death, forming a shaky alliance. A world away, we meet the Specials, a uh, special forces group backed by, oh, it's Trey's, huh? On a mission from Trey's, Zex examines the new mobile suit being prepared for his battlefield sortie, the Tall Geese. And at the same time, Troa is going hard on an entire army all by himself, 
so nobody is thrilled when Catra shows up too. They agree to a ceasefire deep behind enemy lines during active combat. Capping off the episode, Duo salvages the Wing Gundam, and Hiro casually sets his fractured femur. No big deal. Episode 4, The Victoria Nightmare, continues Zex's search for Gundams. He's on his way to check in at the training facility with his old classmate, Noin. I think she's still kinda into him, but I can't really tell. That night, the pilot known as Wu Fei blows up all of Noin's trainees to draw out the new Taurus mobile suits. She spots him en route to his Gundam and calls for the space laser to be deployed. Wu Fei takes advantage of Noin's compassion and uses the opening to blow up his target with their own weapon. Meanwhile, Duo and Hiro are not becoming fast friends despite Duo's attempts to converse. And Relina? She's going through it. Her father's political career is on the back foot as well, all according to Trace's plan. With a little help from Duo, Hero is off on another mission while Troa and Catra jam out with an invisible band. And and that's that's pretty much it. Hey. <laughs> Real quick, I'm gonna start us in a weird topic. Let's is go. the name of the robot Tall Geese? Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. It like, is named yep. the ta- mobile suit tall Many geese. tall gooses? <laughs> yep. Yeah, a stack of gooses. Can you imagine some big big birds, you know? Okay. A stack of birds with a gun. Yes. That's such a good name. (laughs) It's a good name. Here's the thing. It's funny to hear you say that because I have very strong memories of of how this show made me feel as a child, not so much what exactly happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I heard Tall Geese, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, same. (laughs) It's going to fucking go down when he deploys that thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically yeah. his own Gundam, right? From what I'm understanding yes. so far, this is, it's old tech, but it's very much like a Gundam. Yes. Yeah, they much. don't use it anymore for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, and it's Zex's now. Yeah. Essentially, um, I think it was like, they said something about like the amount of resources it required. Like they were like, oh, this was a prototype before the mobile suits they use now. And they were too big. And I assuming that probably had something to do with like the the size had something to do with maybe they cost too much to make or like it was resources or it was speed. And so they it was a prototype that works, but they were like, yeah, it was too large. They said like like a couple of times during it. And that's why they like shelved it. So instead we made these shitty cheap ones that get blown up by Gundams like every 10 seconds. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, that's the Mm -hmm. military. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and the military is kind of all over the place uh, right now. There's, there's kind of like so. It seems like not so. Not only are there rebels fighting them from the other side on Earth, there's also this like special forces mercenary group that's like kind of on their territory that not yeah. necessarily opposed to them. Yeah, like I like that exposition we got in like episode three. That was like how how we explained like where Trey's gets his money and his influence from, and like mm-hmm. how that's perceived by the rest of the military powers, like that make up the alliance because they don't trust him, nor do they like him, but they don't know right. why they don't trust him or like him. But they're like, Ugh, his vibes are off. He never passes the vibe check. His boots are too tall. <laughs> why his is he eyebrows are are weird and curly. Who is who does his brows? Who is his brow person? Because why why is this guy acting like a villain? (laughs) Stop monologuing, dude. (laughs) If if your number one military advisor guy sits at the table and talks like this, I think your (laughs) barometer for what a villain sounds like is gonna get you know it's gonna be off a little bit. Yeah, you can't get a proper read on these guys. <laughs> Do you want to hear all of the ships that I had out of these two episodes? Oh, please. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, because I, I realized I wrote this multiple times with different names. Really want Zex and Trace to date. Absolutely need, need those two to date. Mm-hmm. I want Sally and Noin to date. Who? Sally? Sally. We meet Sally in three. She's the lady who Relina talks to. Oh, oh, shoot. I totally forgot Sally. about her. Yes. I also call her the Mihoshi of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. what does she she doesn't get to do a whole lot she just she just states the obvious a ton <laughs> she just constantly hmm. states the obvious like oh no the walls exploded something's happened it's like really sally no i didn't think so so sally and noin i want those two to date um and i want Troy. they basically did at the end that was that that music battle that happened right <laughs> I, yes incredible shit by the I, way, yeah, like, oh, I was like, amazing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, very weird that there are more instruments playing than that we are looking at. 
Because there was a whole bunch of instruments yeah. when Catra was only playing violin. And then Joe pulls out a flute. And I'm like, "There's there was flutes playing before now. What's going on? I'm so confused. When Catra's playing, there's like a fucking, it's, there's not even a solo happening. So I didn't no. like, it, it felt to me like we're supposed to imagine this music. Like we're not, it's like a montage of them playing instruments set to a totally different track. <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah, yeah, it was so weird. I, <laughs> I also wrote, what did I write? Oh, Catra just wants to be friends. Troa just wants to feel something. They should date. Mm. Mm. They should date. I see it. Yeah. 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 I meanwhile got I don't know why this image came to my head when they when they agree to their ceasefire while you know behind enemy lines completely surrounded never fucking by the way we never got an update on that situation how like, did they get out we of presume, there we presume oh, they, they just, just fought left. their way out of that with no problems because they well, have Gundams and Gundams are crazy strong I thought that they decimated that entire army so I actually figured I thought that there was no more there was no longer a ceasefire they had killed everybody because once they had sent the blimp off first the We'll get to the blimp in a minute because the the whole fucking the fucking blimp in a minute. But like there was only a small contingent left after Troa had like decimated most of those troops. Mm, mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. I thought I had the impression that Catcher killed all of them, especially the nerd who was absolutely like bootlicking Zex like real hard. Yeah, he had this very like this little psychophant who's like following him around everywhere. Who's like, look how strong I am. Yeah, it was really weird. He was like, I was so inspired by you for future soldiers. And I was like, bruh. I don't I can't tell if Zex actually cares about you or if he's just a very influential person. Zex is like surrounded by people who love him. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's very constantly weird to around me. people like commenting on his his class ranking and <laughs> and I'm like he's history. a lieutenant. I'm constantly like, he's a lieutenant. What is the ranking system in this world? Like, but he's just like, yeah, because everyone's like, oh, Zach's like falling over themselves for this. And I was like, for this person. And I'm like, does he know your name? Does he know you? Is he just a mean girl? I don't know. But I thought that they had killed all of them. Sorry. It just felt strange seeing all of the mobile suits like standing around them. That also confused me. I didn't realize whose side those were on at first. Like those are Catras. Those are Catras contingent. Oh, oh, those are Catras. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, but I was confused. Then the whole thing makes more sense. Yeah. So they just sort of keep fighting to keep fighting. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're all. Mm. They're all. They're in that battle rage. Battle rage. Gotta hug it out. Um, Battle rage. And they do hug it out. Thank God. They do. No one was hurt. It does. Even as it oh. zooms out, it kind of like the, the Gundams have grabbed each other, but it does as it zooms out look like the Gundams are hugging. Hugging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's so wild. It's so wild. Good to for me. them. OK, we, we put it off, but we have to talk about the, the military blimp. <laughs> so this was like the so. Thank you, Commander Bonaparte. <laughs> yeah, I didn't this want to. The second thing, because the first, <laughs> I was also like the rifle. I was like, you got a whole old ass iron sight, baby, and you shooting a cardinal. And then fast forward, and it's blimps with Commander Bonaparte. I was like, so you just doomed to fail? Because <laughs> we know what happened with it's blimps, right? The ones that were flammable. No, that was the Hindenburg. Yeah. That was specifically, the and it was a blimp. Yes, and it was a blimp. Okay, because I know the other one doesn't. There's one made of helium, one made of hydrogen, and one of them explodes, and one of them doesn't. Apparently, uh, hydrogen explodes. Yes, I think you can have that helium the blimp. And, and yes, um, I just couldn't remember. There's yeah. two different ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this dude had a whole blimp, and I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. You'd realize that the mobile suits can't be anywhere near the blimp, or the blimp would probably explode. <laughs> This whole situation was so bizarre because the military guy was like getting upset at the special forces guys, but also wanted to like set a good example for them or something is what it seemed like. He was like trying to teach them how to be good war people. It seemed like it was like, I think it was like a bunch of fancy technology doesn't make a good soldier. Look at my soldiers with their regular technology. Like, look at my soldiers. Their their shit sucks. Look at them (laughs) go. Absolutely. And then he says, because when like half of his force gets decimated, he's like, damn, this is what happens when you don't have something. And it was something that very obvious that you like need for, I think he says something like technology or something like that. Or this is what happens when you have to technology or something like that. And I was like, isn't that what warfare needs is like technology or weapons or whatever he said. And I was like, what? That makes no sense. He was a very confused character, I think. Yeah. Just- 
Yeah, Mr. Bonaparte is all know. over the place. Mr. Bonaparte doesn't know what he wants. He's got Napoleonic issues. I I was confused until he set his own leg, but I um when Hero wakes up like on the like observation table thing and he's like strapped mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm, and they're like running yeah. through it. They're giving him the like they're talking about his diagnosis and like how he's like covered in bruises and they said 200 of his bones are all broken and I was like, "Wait, is every bone in his body broken?" They said yeah, something like 200 every- of his I was like, is that all his bones? How many bones are in the human body? Maybe How these is he special alive? warrior children have more bones. Maybe. I don't know anything yeah. about these children yet, as a reminder. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they're like this. Oh, my but God. But they're very tough. And how they all have, like, w- differing differing symptoms of PTSD. Like, Hiro was constantly dealing with suicidal ideation. Duo has constant recurring nightmares. Troa is is like emotionally distant. Katra is like full of guilt and Wu Fei is like does like has like feelings of inadequacy. I was like, "What?" <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, he's got um he's <laughs> he's, he's complicated. Kids. He's got some complicated feelings about all of this. Even oh in this, this one episode, a very complicated character. Which one, Wu Fei? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking misogynist, eh? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I have the line here. I don't kill bleeding hearts or women. Yeah! <laughs> okay. I was, I was like, whoa! I was like, I, I wrote that down too, because I was like, Jesus. Because I think somebody was like, they said something to Noin, and they were like, Noin, are you okay? Or like, can you get him? Or something like that, or like, whatever. And... He responded over calm saying, because she's a woman. And I was like, woof, hey, you Damn. stop that behavior right now. It's extremely aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, woof, hey, you quit that shit. No more Xbox. Yeah. He's. Oh, oh yeah. I think I was. I was wrong on the ages. He's 14. Yeah. No one says uh, he's only a baby and looks yeah. to be about 14. 14. Like, I was like, holy sh- shit. Babies fighting babies, man. Yeah. Babies mm. fighting babies. Pretty dirty trick, though. Like, there's a lot of death in these two episodes. Like, and I commented on this before, but people are dying. Like, characters that we've seen have conversations are being killed in battle. And, like, even especially the stuff with Noin and her trainees, like, she has this entire Mm, conversation mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. Zex. Mm -hmm. And then, oops, your your guys got bombed in the middle of the night. Like, not even in combat, just completely um, murdered. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's dark in, in, in a way you couldn't have prepared for. Exactly, and she was all like, you know, uh, all against sending these these warriors into battles that were risky, where they could die, and she explicitly says, um, and maybe jinxes herself a little bit here, that she will not right. let any of her students die. And then ha- most of her, yeah, whoops, reader, most of her students died. How about that fucking scene, by the way, where they have, where Zex and Noin are the only two people in the bar. Can we talk flashing. Yeah. They, they are in essentially a club where the lights are yeah. switching the with different no music. colors every with couple no music. of seconds. We got party lights and no fucking dance music. So there's nothing going on and they're sitting across the room from each other. It's very Drinking two guys in a, in a hot a tub. silent room with party lights. Drinking with party lights. It's very two guys in a hot tub. And I'm just like, what? What? And then this was the thing. That that actually, that scene low-key made me mad. Um, because before Zex... First mm. of all, it's it's highly apparent that Zex and Noin used to have a thing. They absolutely used to have a thing in Academy. It's Jeez. very obvious with Noin. It's kind of obvious with Zex. Not a shock at all with Noin. But the thing that made me mad was Zex talking about Noin and how much he respects Noin. And he was talking about how he said something like, or no, the person who was flying was flying him to Noin was like, oh, mm-hmm. I know that I you two were the top in say. your class. Yeah. Like you two were the top in your class and that you, Lieutenant Zex, was number one. And he was like, she always used to underperform better than me so I could be first. And I was like, Lucrezia Noin, did you diminish yourself for some dick? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I swear to <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> So we get to this club scene, and she's in here tapping scabbards like a skank. I was like, "Don't you dare, ma'am!" Oh my god, that scabbard! Get out of here! What the fuck was that? I've never seen a more sexually charged (laughs) scabbard tap. 
Are you sure? Have you not seen the Three Musketeers? <laughs> Even then, I don't know. With the with the lights going and everything in the club, I. <laughs> oh gosh, I just that was the thing. I was just like, hold on, hold on. You just you just wanted him to come by so you could get approval mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Not hated great. It. Um, they didn't. They um yeah, and it also especially seems pretty. It, it's made all the worse by the fact that it seems to me anyway that Zex is very, very clearly like has a has a motive here yeah. that has nothing to do with sex and romance. He he just wants uh, whatever advantage she can bring him. Yeah, um, because yeah. Th- I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting anyway. Like Zex is pretty he's not exactly an open book. Um, that's but, that's that's what I that's why I mentioned that when we were talking about that dude who like sacrificed himself for for at Sandrock and heavy arms because I was like I don't think he actually cares about the people that he uses to get ahead and it's like it gets no, it even more obvious with Noin yeah yeah how else would you get into a position where you know somebody is tanking their own scores just so you can look better and you're fine with that right you know what I mean exactly. like the, the kind of guy who will allow that to happen is somebody who you know naturally is going to do anything to get ahead you know Absolutely. they're painting a pretty clear picture here yeah like he's he's just definitely like the villain like Trey's is the villain in, in one way where Trey's is like the villain that like portrays like the system right the institutions at large for sure but like, for sure but like Zex is that person who just sucks like he's just he's like the villain he's the bad guy like the aggressor one you know like and I now what's interesting to me is that he actually shares a lot of traits in common with our main guy, Hiro Yui. Yeah. Now that we're talking oh. about it, like they are very, mm-hmm. very similar guys. Like they both of these people are really not shy about using people. They're very withdrawn. They don't show a lot of emotion. You know, they, yeah. they're both very committed to their goals and willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Um, and it's very cool to watch something with so much texture, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I that's one of the that. main things about Gundam. Gundam just kind of does this. You know, we're talking about, this is a much more serious war story than anything mm-hmm. we've watched so far. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is radically different Absolutely. than our, our, our first few shows uh, in, a, in a way yeah. that I find fascinating. Like, I, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Yes, I love it. And I also... Um, Oh, this is something I, men- I didn't mention, but Noin actually drops a huge hint about Zex. In episode three. Oh. Oh, shit. She drops his last name. Oh, shit. That's right. Yes. She, she refers to him as Zex name. Peacecraft. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. That's his actual that, last I, name. I had this in my notes. Is that, was that a nickname or no? That's his last name? No. That's his last name. So essentially, Zex, Zex Marquise is the name that people know him by. Um, and it's because it's a cover because he's actually like an aristocrat. Arist- I nearly said aristocrat. Oh, my God. Oh, um, with that uniform? <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't know, right? Huh? No, but he's, he's like a legit- fancy boy. He's a fancy boy. He's a fancy <laughs> lad. Fancy lad, raised on pennies and cream. Um, and uh, but so people don't know his real name because if they knew his real name, they'd know who he was related to. And his real his real last name is Peacecraft. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I don't know if we're gonna find out before we finish our arc, our our podcast arc. But I hope we find out why that last name is very important. Yeah, I, I, I'm really curious to, to, to learn more about oh. this. Oh, but hold up. Um, there is a small little alarm going off in the corner of the room because I know I did oh, this last time, but it's time for us to get into the giant robot zone and talk about big robots because <laughs> this is a big <laughs> robot show and we can't yeah. just talk about these very interesting people and characters. <laughs> can we talk about uh, how there's... Gundams can run out of bullets? Why is yeah. Heavy Arms the only one that's not using energy anything? Why does Heavy I Arms have an actual like sword? Like I'm out an of bullets. actual bullet. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Are you the lamest out of every one of them because you got real ass bullets? That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> Where does the man go in the Gundam? Uh, in the middle. Because all of his his Gundam is gun all is everywhere, gun all <laughs> over body. So where does the man go? Is it the belly? Because when when the yeah, door opens the up and they greet each other, yeah, it's like where your belly button would be. It's the mm, middle. Okay, okay, that makes some sense. Oh, so they're yeah. wait, no, no, sorry. Does that mean they're like the Gundam's baby? Maybe. Make you think, huh? Make you think, <laughs> huh? Man, gun, man is Gundam baby. <laughs> All Gundams are female. <laughs> like they, yeah, they're like boats, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got we got Gundam Heavy Arms. That's Troas. That's the mm-hmm. one that's just fucking all guns all day. Yep. 
Um, kind of an orange guy. He's got chest guns. He's got a big handheld gun that's very large. Big Bowie. If you like mm-hmm. guns, this is your guy. Yep. We've got Sandrock, who's got really pretty wings. Sandrock's cool. Ones. I like the little, like, scarab thing he has that he launches. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. 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 And he's also got cool swords. I can't remember what they're called, though. And they are, are they, he's the one with the real swords, right? Not the laser swords. Yes, he's the one with the real swords. He's the one that has like the 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 really like um defined shoulders that kind of like wings. Um, and um, nice. he's his his uh, Gundam is like brown. It's like black and brown. It's a white. fun color scheme. It's pretty. It's very pretty. And I'm forgetting the name of Wu Fei's Gundam. Shenlong. The Shenlong. Gundam is Shenlong. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Similar color scheme to the Wing Gundam possessed by Hiroyui, um, but kind of with a dragon motif. Yeah. Uses a lot of big laser energy weapon kind of things. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen the coolest thing that Shenlong can do. Shenlong can like his, the, if you've noticed uh, over the, over the fists of Shenlong, there are these things that look like claws and he can yes. actually like rocket them out and they look like dragon heads and they can shoot fire. It's very cool. Very, sick. very cool. The Shenlong is also sick. Sick. I love these big robots and the, the fact that they all have different weapons and we get yeah. to see them them really just kick a lot of ass. What I'm kind of waiting for for the big robots, and I know that we're still in the first few episodes and they're building it up, is so far the Gundams have been so, other than running out of bullets, so unstoppable. <laughs> I am really yeah. curious to see when they, <laughs> uh, I want to see them get pushed more into a corner. And, oh, and yeah. see what happens when these pilots get a little desperate in a fight. Um, and when the odds are stacked a little bit more against them uh, than it's been. Yeah. It feels like it's been a lot of like, mm-hmm. oh, here's some nonsense guys that we can instantly kill and take out. Um, <laughs> and They're playing I, Dynasty Warriors yeah, exactly. right now. And I would <laughs> like really to see them. Some <laughs> Dynasty Warriors, just hundreds of hundreds of people not paying just attention. A lot of death. Um, yeah. So I, I'm really interested to see where this goes as the as the I fights hope evolve we, yeah i hope that we get to see the tall geese in action um yeah, because because that'll I, do it, it for you i think yeah yeah because <laughs> the tall geese that's yeah because that's the reason why they were like oh the tall geese is this that and the other and there was so much exposition around it obviously when they talk about a robot for a very long time then the robot it's has an important cool robot skill. yeah yeah it's an important Chekhov's robot, robot. <laughs> yes if you show me the robot you must use the robot knack too um essentially um, um, but the tall geese is the one that actually gives the gundams a run for their money because of the skills that yeah it has. that's what i want to see hence why i have these memories of childhood feelings surfacing of oh shit tall, oh, geese. Yeah. tall geese i didn't realize we saw tall geese so soon i thought we ne- saw neither tall did geese i much i later, thought this was gonna but- be like a late series kind of thing yeah, but I also that also means that the other one comes a lot later uh-huh, than I realized. Uh-huh. It comes a lot later than I realized, and that one's one. fucking yes. And it's it's you think the tall geese is cool? Oh man, oh, the one okay. that comes yeah, after I haven't that, even oh, thought about that one. That one's sick as fuck. I love that one too. <laughs> that Gundam. <laughs> Who's that Gundam? Who's that Gundam? Legendary Gundam. Who's that Gundam? Yeah, pretty much. I uh, I have some voiceover facts for you. Yes, please. Please give them to me. Yes, please. David K, the gentleman who plays Trey's Kushranada. Yes. Um, do we have any gamers in the crowd? Hello. Yeah, me. Hello. Um, do you have any gamers who played the Ratchet and Clank games? I played the most oh, recent no. one. That was uh, David K. You heard him in Ratchet and Clank as the voice of Clank. Oh, huh. that's, uh, that's Trace cool. Kushinada's voiceover. Huh. Played the cute little robot in those games. He, he wasn't doing the robot Amazing. voice here. No, he's a, he's talking <laughs> he's like a, a real professional man. Professional voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, he does this for money. I love that though. I love that. Uh, Saffron Henderson provided the voice of Noin, Lucrezia Noin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, she was a uh, little Gohan. In the original Ocean dub, oh, Dragon Ball. Dragon oh, Ball Z. That's cool. And there was a third one that I thought was interesting. Okay. Yes. Brad Swaley, voice actor for Trey's Kushran, or for Katra. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was Nightcrawler in the uh, X-Men Evolution TV series that was on <laughs> American television. Oh, wow. In the year wow. 2000. Wow. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. He has such a, that's a very Nightcrawler voice. 
It really is. I know we haven't heard much, a ton of him here, but he no. he's a sweet guy. I like. He's, I remember liking Catra a lot. I I pity Catra the most, and I because he's just he's just trying his best. He's just he's just trying to do his best. Maybe not the most suited for war. No, out is, of all and, these guys, I'm still learning these characters a little bit. Are, are you That's speaking the blonde about fellow? the um, the blonde? I'm sorry, guy. Yes, Catra's yes. <laughs> the sorry I'm guy. sorry okay, guy. Yeah. Sorry, guy. The one who apologized after he kills somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The cinnamon roll of the bunch. Okay, <laughs> the yeah. That's, I was absolutely detecting. Yeah. I could smell the cinnamon yeah. roll from over here. Yeah. Katra is cinnamon roll. Troa is clown. Duo clown. is braid. <laughs> Hero is... Hero is just PTSD. Hero is shell-shocked. And Wufei is the misogynist, if that helps you at all. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely, I've got Wufei locked in on that whole yeah. uh, s- situation. You're never going to forget Wufei. Not going to forget, forget Wufei. <laughs> um, um, cool. Did anybody catch the Evil Knievel reference when Hiro uh-huh. was essentially telling yep. Duo no new friends? Yeah, he <laughs> directly references Evil I like Knievel. that scene a lot. I cannot, I, you know, I didn't check, but I, I do wonder wh- what that was localized from. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. Oh, that it was, was like, translated. I was like, hey, uh, real quick, Newland, what is this picture you've just dropped in the chat for us? <laughs> oh, no. That's, what? That's uh, that's Scott McNeil, voice actor who performs du- Duo Maxwell and that's, in the show Gundam Wing. That's the picture they use for him. And that's his hat. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Uh, listeners, um, describing a JPEG <laughs> here, but uh, we're looking at a gentleman in a very good cowboy hat. It's a good hat. Get yeah, I know. It's a good hat. That, Very that long hair. It's not too great, though. I got some questions about that. Would you call that a soul chin patch? strap? Is that a? Ch- I don't know. It goes over the jaw, the chin. Hmm. But a chin strap, I guess, is around the jaw. That's around the jaw. Yeah, that's what the Roman guys in the statues from statue times. Do we call it a tarmac? Landing strip? No, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's something different. <laughs> that's the old timey devil. That's what I call the. Uh, <laughs> Pointy-eared Satan. Yeah. Mustache. I, sitting in a barber's chair and saying, give me the old-timey devil. <laughs> oh, I liked also in that same moment where there was Evil Knievel reference, I liked how Hiro was a true... Hiro is kind of insane, but then also has, like, exceptionally teenager moments. Like, he got that, like, top-secret <laughs> yeah. missive to go blow up something. He goes, oh, I'll deal with it in the morning. And I'm like, okay, 15. All right. Not, not important to you? No sense of urgency. I mean, in his defense, he had to fix his shit before he could even go blow anything up. But I was just like, you were really nonchalant about that. You were like, another day, another murder. He did apparently break every bone in his body, so maybe he needed eight hours of sleep. He didn't take it, though. He fixed his whole Gundam, and then using all of Duo's mm. parts and flew out the next morning. That's right, he didn't. He got shot twice. He got shot twice, broke a leg, reset it, reset like reset that leg, and then essentially like whatever you do to like uh, he braced it with two wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Two wrenches and some tape, and that'll be all better. That's fine. Two wrenches and some tape. Like Jesus Christ. Like as that kid. I was like, damn. I was like, that dude is metal. Metal as fuck. I just holy shit. That is what they seem to be establishing episode after episode here is not to fuck with this guy. No, he is like, leave. can we talk about on the subject of not fucking with this guy? Can we talk about how the weakest flex is to sin on the sand on the coast of an ocean and say, come and kill me? Yeah, Relina, what's what going on? Relina? <laughs> we, She's we thought, really y'all... going through it, isn't she? <laughs> Did y'all think that we were going to get away? She just had a pretty rough birthday. <laughs> Did y'all think we we're going to end this podcast uh, coming after Relina being Relina? Man, she's so white. Golly, she just does a goofy shit all the time. Just first of all, she just dead ass trying trying to lie her way to see Hero gives up half a hero's identity. She should have been offed. I know. What an <laughs> unforced error on her part. Like, yeah, so he can't really go back to school anymore. Not at all. She also, it's like one of those things where she's just like Sally Poe walks all the way up to her in whole military uniform. Not only should you never talk to cops, Relina, you should never talk to the military police. Come on. <laughs> what are they doing in a hospital? That's weird. Well, I don't Lina. see. Here's the thing. The hospital thing was weird to me. It was weird all the way around. Because yeah. 
Hero's wound is still freely bleeding. He's bleeding he onto not, the floor. Onto the floor. He has not been administered yeah. to in any way. And yeah. Couldn't slap a Band-Aid on that? <laughs> yeah. I saw no treatment taking place, no. personally. No, there was none. And actually, until until they did the zoom out and like not the zoom out, but like until they cut they cut to like another locate like another part of the building. I didn't realize it was a hospital until Relina was like trying yeah, to see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was a research facility. Hiro also he when he wakes up he he names the room in the building that he's in. Yeah, he knows exactly where he is. Like crazy spy. He knows exactly where he is. Like what? Crazy spy shit. Like what? Like yeah. I mean, hey, you don't have anything else in your brain except for spy shit. I guess you would, but I have no idea how there'd be any markers in that room to determine to help him determine where he was. But whatever. Mm-hmm. What if it was just written on the wall? I hope it was on the ceiling. <laughs> that we just didn't see. It's on the ceiling just, that he woke yeah, up looking at. Just on the ceiling that I just saw. I just. I hope that. I hope that's what it is. Um, but yeah. Also, when Duo goes in to go get him, he's on the phone and he's talking about wheat and stuff. At first, I was yeah, like, "That's yes. weird." But then I was like, "Is that code?" That was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that. Like we we got to see one half of a coded conversation. That was pretty cool. I thought that had a fun vibe. That was really cool because I was like, "Is that code?" I think that's code because obviously, since he's the death scythe, he's always talking. He's like, talking, sure. "Oh, I'm gonna go sh- trim this wheat and all sort of stuff." And I was like, <gasps> "That's a hug." That's crazy. That was really cool. I really like that. I love that espionage stuff. Yeah. The thing that's getting me about this on the second watch that I think I didn't notice when I was a kid is that the show has a tone and a pace and a um a general feeling in the way it unfolds information and the way scenes progress that is like really captivating to me. Yeah. Um, and and it was even if even as a child and I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's like it has this kind of sometimes feels almost meditative where it's moving very slowly, it's explaining things, it's kind of like it's like opening little boxes for you to look into and it doesn't tell you a whole lot about what's going on inside characters' heads. No. Um you're just kind of left to wonder about what they're thinking about and what they feel. You know, you 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 don't there's not a lot of talking. It's not a talky anime. The person who talks the most weirdly is the main villain zach's marquis yeah who's who's just like pretty much well duo maxwell notwithstanding he just can't shut up but zex is like the one who's explaining things and talking about what he thinks about what's going on nobody else really gets that much interiority really or at least demonstrated interiority no no and i except the only person who absolutely i we don't need to hear the inner workings of it all is relina not a thought going on in that pretty little face of hers just lights are on and no one's ever lived there. Head empty, no thoughts. Head empty, no thoughts. Just safari. Just an empty McMansion. Empty McMansion. Yes. Um, no, I I like how I like how we're seeing right now. I like how we're seeing how this war is going from the side of the people who mm-hmm, seem to be mm-hmm. winning or maybe putting themselves in position to win. I kind of hope that we get a POV change so we see what these five are fighting for and why they're fighting we kind of get glimpses in some ways to a degree i think i think if anybody we've seen it with the most it's katra because we see Mm -hmm. how he interacts with the people who follow him and we know that he's a i think he's a prince they mention it like the first episode when they introduce them all and they do the roll call i think he's a prince so i think his Hmm his uh reason for fighting is more of a duty to his country um so he has he has actual everybody has stakes but his stakes are like kind of big you know i don't know mm-hmm, i feel like mm-hmm. but like everybody else we it's a very shrouded in mystery and like why they're doing it and what they're there for and all these kinds of things and catcher is still a very small piece of the puzzle we're not somebody is that somebody we've been focusing on very much until like these these last two episodes yeah i think it begs your attention like you have to pay attention yeah. to understand these characters and to figure out what the hell is going on it does not yeah. spoon feed you all of the plot like a lot of anime no. tends to do where it really over explains character intentions and what is happening yeah. in a scene which i'm perfectly fine with i've watched a lot of shonen anime but like this <laughs> feels like it has a little bit more complexity to it than that yeah so, like and the-, the hunter hunter fandom over here is like hey no, I, again i love those shows like i'm not yeah, saying it's a bad thing but i think the way that i think it would not work well here 
And I think the choice yeah. to run it this way works really well for the feeling that, that Gundam Wing tends to evoke. Yeah, absolutely. And I like how they give you like, like, this is one of those one of those shows where the exposition doesn't tire me out because the exposition mm, is mm. so necessary um and it's just enough to let you know okay these are my key players this is the stakes that they're dealing with so but it, it's really good at like sh- like uh, shrouding isn't the right word but like hiding the the twist from you so when the twist does come you're like oh yeah oh yeah you know like it's it's it still makes the twist exciting, like finding the Toggies. While for me and Newland, it was like core memory unlocked, but it was also very much like, oh shit, this is important. And th- like nothing, <laughs> yeah. very few things are like superfluous in yeah. this anime. Everything matters. You just don't know how or when it's going to matter, but everything and everyone matters. And that's kind of what makes it really engaging too. I agree. Gundam Wing is pretty cool so far. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. good. Pretty damn good. I see why this is a classic. Yep. It's real good. What I what is this note? It's in all caps. It says Trey's pulling Doms? Question mark. Does it have anything to do with Trey's taking a a very luxurious bath? Yes, it's in a bath what scene. I definitely bath thought was popcorn scene. for a second. <laughs> it's a bath scene with Lady Oon. I could have sworn that was pronounced Une, but Lady Oon. <laughs> um yeah. Uh that's that's apparently so like the other thing that's going on is that the military and the government are like at each other's throats yeah getting very close to a possible coup situation yeah is it appears to be something that is all due to Trey's machinations or at least he's happy to take credit for it right because there's that whole fight that like breaks out at some meeting and like yeah. relina's daddy gets slapped in the whole face yeah he gets slapped she in literally the face. gets slapped in the face at the like head of state meeting with the, with the military <laughs> never been slapped at your job <laughs> Chris Rock would be able to answer that question. <laughs> there, there are a few people who can answer that in the positive, and uh, we want to hear from them. <laughs> you don't have to say anything, Chris Rock. There's, we understand. There's one more scene, and I actually need some help refreshing it. I was so surprised okay. by what was going on that I didn't, I, I can't even remember which character this was, but the hyenas... Um, do you know what that I'm was talking Wufe. about? That was Wufei. Yeah. Wufei. Yes. Oh, that's right. Was, I okay, be it was so after the, the, the battle uh, and everything. Yeah, Wufei is in the middle of a circle <laughs> of hyenas. <laughs> I want to be that strong. I want to be so strong that I can just yell at a hyena and it fucks off. I would like to be have that much strength. Powerful baby. <laughs> As a powerful baby. What a strong boy. That's a strapping young lad. <laughs> He's my rotten soldier. My sweet cheese. <laughs> my bad time, my good time boy. <laughs> I just need good time boy to be my text message ringtone. <laughs> For forever, but only if you say it, Newland. If anybody else says it, it's not going to be as good. That's all I got. Um, yeah, any more notes? No, tanks empty over here. We have yeah. we've gone That's through my got. notes, which today I just titled Gundam Thoughts. Gundam <laughs> Thoughts. I have a little like I have a little note. The notes up on my phone, I have them all organized by by show so they don't get lost. Cause oh, I'll that's, stress out. That's very think thinkful. You just start a new memo and you title it. It's not hard. It's 2022. I have um, a, a maybe a couple of dozen like torn out tiny notebook pages like I'm trying to solve a murder over here. <laughs> I love that. That's that's great. That's so unhinged. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's bad. Hey, you know, at least they're not up on a cork board with red strings connecting the different things together. You I know, can do you it. haven't reached Shelly? that point yet. Oh, this is what I forgot. The propeller. The propeller cane that Duo has. I want one oh, of those. Yes. Oh, my God. How could we that not? Thing was, that thing was cool as when shit. When they jump out of the hospital window. Yeah, because I expected Duo gave Hiro the parachute because, like, they only had one. So he was like, you should pull it. You know, fuck me. I'll figure it out or whatever. And then he didn't. And I was like, oh, you're not going to expect Hiro to grab you. Got it. And then he whipped out that propeller thing. And I was like, What? I wouldn't want a fucking parachute either. That thing's cool. That was absolutely like an inspector gadget level. 
absolutely item so what is it because it's it's a cane that he pulls out and it spins yeah. around and it is it shooting a laser or water or what is it doing i think it was just a propeller it was just a propeller yeah, it was just, just a spinning really fast. moving really just fast okay yeah the, the art a... there was some coloration to it i did not understand oh yeah it was kind of blue i thought it was a laser and then i was like I, it must be a propeller of some sort some but sort it is of thing a that propeller is... cane which is yeah very goofy <laughs> That was sick. Yeah, it was real good, but it was sick. And it's like Troa's not the only one who went to the circus. <laughs> not the only clown in this group. Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. Duo's a little bit of a clown. I'm remembering yes. why I liked Duo Maxwell so much. I he's, really he's enjoy fun. Duo so far. He's a funny little guy. I want to see more yes. of him for sure. He's such a brat. Him just sitting there whining the entire time in front of Hiro, and Hiro's like, could you, could you please... I'm trying to steal your the parts. Angels. Yeah, like, shut the <laughs> fuck up, I'm gonna steal your parts. Like, shush. Be quiet. You're not good at fixing your Gundam because you don't steal things. <laughs> See me? I can hotwire anything, baby. That's Hiro. It sucks that the Death Scythe is out of commission, though. Because it was very much fun to watch that thing. I do like gutted, too. More of that, yeah. Yeah, like, gutted. Like... <laughs> Duo ain't got a spark plug, much less a Gundam right now. The head was fully off of his robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did he do that, by the way? How did he do that by himself? <laughs> with you nobody like hearing. Need, like a fucking forklift. Right. How did he do that completely by himself with nobody hearing? Because even if he was able to control machines that would take Gundams apart, I mean, I feel like that would make some There were noise. other people there. Duo Maxwell was not the only guy on the site. No, he must there was know a whole crew doing. fixing Duo's thing, but but they're taking whole ass parts that Duo probably clearly <laughs> paid for from the death side. They're like, well, we go question he, it. Hero's like, he said I could have it. Leave me <laughs> yeah, alone. We're, we're friends. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Made up some lie or something. Or they just looked at his leg being set between two wrenches with masking tape and were like, There's, well, I'm going to just leave that kid alone. That kid's clearly seen some things and just let him take what he wants. I have this letter from your boss. <laughs> he says it's cool if I take this. <laughs> Don't question him, man. Don't question him, man. He's he's fucking crazy. Don't question him. Anything man. else? Or do we do we want to wrap up? No, I think that's all I got. I think we've covered Get everything. A bow on it. Okay. All right. Well, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Bell means another episode of the After School Anime Club has come to a close. We are so glad you got to be here with us today while we talked about, you know, Gundam Wing and uh, shouting at hyenas and all the other stuff I forgot about. Blimp. Uh, blimp, blimp blow up. Kings. Everything. Everything go everything go good. Gundam Hangout Fun was you. Uh, it's been a pleasure <laughs> hanging out with you. If you'd like to follow us online, you can at Anime Club Pod. I'm on Twitter at Max Newland underscore uh, Mr. Kostrak, uh, if people want to follow you online, what should they do? Uh, hit me up on Twitter. It's uh, at Max underscore attacks, like the verb. And Stevie? Uh, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter under the handle a smattering on both platforms. We're getting close to the end of season one of After School oh. Anime Club. And the big twist. You may it's have so already hard. seen a, uh, a, a a link going around for the uh, for the listener survey. I really think if, if you listen to the show, you definitely, I would love it if you took that survey. Even if you think, oh, what they, they couldn't possibly. If this I'm is your first enough. episode, please, no matter how yeah. much of us you have listened to, we want to hear from you. Yes, please, absolutely fill that out. We we would like to know. We really would. It'd be important to us. We have some plans already, um, but some things are less, you know, less set in stone than others. Like for instance, we haven't really picked out what animes we're going to watch yet. So that's a good way you can help us help guide that decision making. Things of that nature. Yeah. So yeah. I'll put the I'll put a link to it in the description of this episode so you can find it if you can't find it on Twitter. But I'll, I'll probably be tweeting about it a lot. Nice. Uh, oh, and the other thing is that uh, you know, fucking review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We would really love that. Five star reviews are always great. They give us priority and ranking. You know that if you listen to podcasts, I'm sure. And, and whenever you review with a five star, that does huge things for new podcasts. 
on Apple Podcast. Um, so we I really would be very it. grateful. And of course, I'm going to check really quickly because we do offer we do offer a little prize for you if you're so kind as to to, to leave a five star review. Just one second. Sorry, I had a cat eating a plant. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they are, those little bastards. Oh man, we do have a new review. Ooh, yeah. That I can share. This is from Jiba Scheme. Jiba Scheme writes, This podcast tickles all aspects of my little brain that produces good brain chemicals to keep existing through my day. <laughs> AMVs, fun games, sounds that activate the nostalgic part of my brain, funny jokes, and so many Ryokos. Uh, these yes. three and their guests are incredible. I would give them my last Pocky Box and bottle of Ramune on Earth without hesitation. That's what we're looking for. These are our listeners. These fantastic people. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes, and this is why we do it, folks. But uh, but we do it we do it for you, and also because it's fun to you know sit around and yell about fucking animes, of course. I'd be doing it even if the microphone wasn't on. So this is just a bonus. <laughs> honestly, truly, to be absolutely honestly, yes, correct. Because I do correct. it all the time. I got a lot of anime thoughts up here. I stay with anime thoughts. And we know that you have anime thoughts too, and of course we know that means you're always and forever a member of the anime club. Which means I don't even have to tell you. We'll see you at the next meeting. Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions, romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess. I had to fan myself off. Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meaniness. Cal wouldn't be in some small town pie eating contest. That's not why he left me. <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all on the Three Little Words podcast. Only on the Moonshot Network. <laughs>